welcome Coach Bull. It's great to have you. And also welcome Tanner Gentry, former wide receiver of the Wyoming Cowboys. And full disclaimer here, also happens to be my nephew. I know there's a lot of resemblance, so it's, if you probably would have guessed it anyway. Um, but uh, that is also my connection to Tanner as well. So um, Coach Bull and Tanner, thank you for being here. I think what we'll do is kind of throw a question out and let both of you answer it. One from the coach perspective and one from the player perspective. And Tanner's now doing a little bit of coaching as well. So before we totally launch into that, I'll let you both just do a little intro of kind of where you are in the world right now, um, managing everything that's happening around us. So just a short snapshot of what your world looks like today. And Coach Bull, we'll start with you. You bet. Well, it's great to be on. And, uh, you know, uh, my wife, Leah, and I have been in Laramie uh, pretty much the whole time since uh, you know, we had the, uh, uh, the outbreak and we sent our players home from spring break. It's certainly been a, a unique time faced with a lot of challenges, but we've tried to, to turn uh, a lemon and make some lemonade out of it. So been in Laredice the whole time. Awesome. And you're just having players come back now, right? Yeah, you know what? We're taking a careful look to have our players uh, come back into Laramie. They've come from all over the country. Uh, there's a strict protocol. We're one of the first schools in the country. We're a leading school in the country to set this precedence. And so we're going to make sure we have a right coming out. Great. Thank you. And Tanner, share a little bit about where you are and what you're up to. Yeah. Um, so in March, uh, you know, I was playing in the, the XFL and doing that thing. I was out in New York um, and they had shut the league down and um, sent us back home. So just been back in my hometown in Aurora and uh, actually had, uh, we started up, uh, you know, a, a little training company. One of my best friends and I, uh, Joseph Parker, he, he was at Wyoming for a short amount of time. Um, but we've been, we've been training some receivers out in the area and um, started to get some smaller groups going and it's, it's getting pretty big. So I've just been doing that, but it's been going good. Awesome. Thank you. Um, well, we'll kick off with this question about being the underdog. And I think Coach Bull, when you came in, uh, certainly Wyoming was viewed as an underdog in the region. And so what, were, what are some of the things you think about and train your team to think about when you are competing as an underdog? Well, first of all, I think it's really important to know who you are, know your strengths and leverage your strengths. Uh, sometimes you worry so much about what an opponent is doing. <clears throat> you need to be more concerned about taking care of the business at hand. And Tanner will tell you something I've always believed as, as leaders of the football team, whether they be captains or great players like Tanner, or specifically uh, myself as a head football coach, uh, there's a, a principle in leadership. If the leader can't see it, you can't seize it. And so to be really authentic, you have to have a firm conviction in your heart what the path is uh, to leverage your strengths, what the path is for victory, and then we have leveraged the fact sometimes that chip on our shoulder. And I think the people of Wyoming have that, that, you know what, we've got an underdog mentality. The whole world out there uh, sometimes doesn't think that we can accomplish what we can accomplish. And I'm in hopes that uh, through the last couple of years, our football team has been an encouragement to the people in this state that we can overcome and do some things that a lot of people on the outside don't think you can. Great. Tanner, what about you? What were your thoughts going into games as, as sort of the, the underdog or the other team favored to win? Yeah, I mean, you know, when you're the underdog, um, you know, there's really nothing to lose when you go into the ga a game like that. And there's no, there's no real pressure to win either. So I think just the biggest thing is just staying confident in, in yourself, your teammates, your coaching staff, and 
Um, you know, just because they're supposedly the better team doesn't necessarily guarantee a win for them. So um, I would just say, you know, staying confident and, um, yeah, that's it. Awesome. Um, how about moving to kind of the, the comeback victory, which I think um, particularly during Josh Allen and Tanner, your years as well, you had a couple of seasons where it seemed like game after game, you had these incredible wins um, coming back from behind and overtime wins and last, last second catches. Um, Coach Bull, how do you coach your team to sort of stay in the game? Um, and looking for both the physical or the football example, but then also in sort of this time of uncertainty and difficulty we're all facing as leaders, how do we stay in the game and, mm -hmm. and set ourselves up for that last second victory? Well, first of all, uh, great players make great coaches. So Tanner and all the rest of the crew and the guys we have now, it's been joys to have a chance to coach them. I, I will tell you, we're, we're on unchartered times. And the thing that I have clung to when we've been behind is maintain poise and composure. Uh, you have a plan and you need to work the plan. And I want to give a shout out to Governor Gordon and, and his administration right now. People may not like the plan of what's going on, but one thing I've learned is we're all intertwined. And uh, Tanner will tell you that as you're going in and facing that adversity, uh, you better all believe in, in the plan and work the plan and sell out because we're all inter, in, interdependent. And uh, there's got to be a belief that uh, you're going to come up with a victory, a positive thinking. Uh, and, and sometimes as you go in at the beginning of a game, everybody's all excited. But as the game wears along and the rubber meets the road and you've got fatigue and you're overcoming adversity, and this is where we're at right now with COVID-19. We're, we're, I don't know where we're at in this pandemic, but we're certainly not at the start. But to believe in the plan, understand that we're intertwined. We all have to be accountable to one another and move forward. And we'll come up with a big victory. Thanks. I, I think we would all choose maybe less overtimes than that season <laughs> uh, that kicked off. I can't even remember the opponent, but I do remember the game ending at like 2 in the morning uh, after several overtimes. But I think that game did set the tone for that season. Um, of what your teams had confidence in what they could do to, to stick to the plan and come back in those moments. Well, there's no doubt. And that game actually was uh, uh, Tanner had played the year before, but we were playing Northern Illinois. There, we had come off a two-win season. There was a lot of speculation. There was all kinds of adversity. We had storms coming in and out. And I knew something was special about that team between Josh Allen, Tanner, and some of the rest of the guys. When we took the field, there was a real belief we're going to win. No matter what happened during the course of this game, we we're going to believe in one another, work the plan, stay positive, and uh, we came up with a big win. Awesome. Tanner, how about from your perspective as a player, you know, running lots of routes where you don't get the ball, uh, watching defense take the field, and then kind of waiting for that magical moment to open up. What, what's your headspace as you prepare for that? Um, yeah, you know, just, just to go off kind of what Coach Bull said, um, just belief in your teammates, you know, um, that's, that's the biggest thing. And um, as we, as I know in the off season, as we trained, um, it was always belief in our teammates. You know, we always trusted that we would all get, get our work done and, you know, we would all get better in the off season and make each other better. And that definitely carried into the season. And even in times that we were losing games and, you know, things weren't going well uh, and whatnot, we, we never lost faith. And I think that's what made our, our team special that year was just kind of the, the bond that we all had within and, um, just kind of the trust that we had within one another and um, just how hard we fought for each other. So, 
I'm going to dig a teeny bit deeper on that question because, you know, football players are humans too. And you probably have moments that you're really frustrated with the person lining up next to you or the choices happening around you or personalities that don't quite mesh. And so how do you develop that trust and confidence in each other when you recognize that, you know, you're all fallible, um, but you, you rely on each other and you are intertwined when it comes down to it. So what are your thoughts on how you sort of develop that trust um, over time? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I guess a football for me, like I've played, you know, quite a few sports and football for me was, was something where, you know, as teammates, it was a lot easier to bond just because of, I feel like kind of how difficult the sport is, you know, it's, it's very physically demanding um, and it does get hard and, and nobody's perfect. I mean, every, nobody's ever played a game and, you know, where they didn't have bad plays. So, um, you know, and, and emotions do get the best of guys sometimes and, you know, it, it can hurt the team and stuff. But I think just the ability for, you know, uh, football players to stick together um, and, uh, you know, just be able to keep each other up and um, just be able to fight through the adversity that, uh, that comes within a game and within a season, too. Awesome. Thank you. Um, okay, Coach Bull, are there any sort of magic ingredients that you look for in players who you know you can go to in those clutch moments? Mm -hmm. and, and how do you develop them or draw them out of players? Well, there's, uh, there's art and then there's science and uh, some of it just comes down to a DNA. Uh, one of the things that we strive to do when we first got to the University of Wyoming, uh, when we went out to a recruiting uh, platform, we developed what's called the Wyoming Profile. And we've stuck to a lot of those attributes uh, as we were looking for, for different players, one that's gonna value education, somebody that's gonna be selfless. Uh, but one of the attributes is that somebody that's an ultra competitive uh, person. And uh, no matter what situation they wanna achieve and they wanna achieve at a high level and take ownership and not point fingers at somebody else. And so uh, during the course of, of football, and I think it's the ultimate team sport because Everybody's dependent on everybody on every single play. And when you step in the huddle and Tanner will tell you, I mean, it doesn't matter if you're uh, uh, African-American, Hispanic, uh, white, uh, we got big guys, small guys, fast guys, fat guys, skinny guys. When you're all in the huddle, you've got one goal. And uh, so we're looking for ultimate team players that want to bond. Uh, but more than anything else is anybody that's ultra competitive that doesn't look at all the obstacles on the outside, but has belief in their teammates and themselves. Awesome. Tanner, how about from your perspective, what did you see in yourself or how did you develop the confidence to run to the end zone, put one hand up and catch the ball? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess that's developed over time. Um, you know, just through, through repetitions and um, you know, throughout my, high school and college career, I did pride myself on, you know, working hard and kind of doing the, the extra things that I felt would, you know, matter in, in those, in those clutch situations. And I think just over time, just as I saw myself develop as a player, um, you know, just saw myself get better and better. Um, that's where the confidence really came in. And, you know, you, you make some plays and games and, you know, it, it's, it really shows you like, wow, I can really do this and, you know, do it at a high level. So, um, and then I think, after that, what just comes is just, you know, you want to be that guy in the clutch moment that they, you know, they give that a chance to, to make a play and make the biggest play of the game. So, um, yeah, I would say just over time and just being able to stay confident in yourself is, is key. 
we heard an interesting comment from Governor Sullivan a couple weeks ago talking about how he was not quite jealous, but somewhat envious of leaders in these really difficult times because as he looked back, the moments he was most proud of were the hardest ones, the ones where he worked through the most adversity and found the path forward and the solution forward. And he said, this will be one of those chapters for our country and for Wyoming um, to write in, in these really adverse times. And so leaders should, I think maybe in the football analogy, be wanting to have the ball come to them or have the play drawn up, um, that they're, they're a key part of it. Um, and so I, it just sort of strikes me as an interesting parallel. Um, the other the other thing we've heard recently too from a from a Marine Corps captain, uh, she commented about you have to go through scenarios ahead of time so that when the real time comes, you know what to expect and you're not necessarily iterating in the moment. And I think a lot of us feel like we are iterating in the moment or we're writing the play as we go. And so, Coach Bull, maybe what advice would you have for leaders across the state? Um, who maybe didn't practice this play in their business plan um, and don't exactly know how to move forward, um, what advice would you have for, for how to keep that poise and composure that you well, talked I, about? You know, I, I would echo what you said with the, uh, uh, I believe it was uh, a major in the Marines. Um, you know what, and Tanner will tell you, we practice a two minute drill all the time. We go through all the different scenarios uh, but everybody said, uh, just like a prize fighter can practice all these things. And then when they get in the middle of the, the ring, all of a sudden, when the first punch is thrown, you throw it all out. Uh, you've got to have some firm foundations and some firm uh, convictions on what you really believe in or what you're going to hang your hat on. Uh, there's a, a saying out west, you dance with who brung you. I think what we have done is uh, when we get in those crunch times, uh, first of all, if as a head football coach, if I'm uncomposed, and I don't have confidence, uh, and I'm not, and I don't have consistency. No one else around me is going to to have that, and and that 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 spills down to our players. And then I think the next thing is is just recognize that um, you know what uh, you're going to be dealing with adversity. Uh, there's going to things that things that are going to come up, so you got to be nimble. And this is where experience comes into play, and then relying on. Uh, your confidence. Uh, you know, I appreciate all the things that uh, uh, Senator Simpson said. You know, one of the things is uh, your intuition, uh, your gut feeling. Uh, when, when you've been chosen to be a head football coach for X number of years, you may look at all the uh, obstacles that are out there, but you've got to go with your gut and, uh, and to be able to make those decisions. I know that probably a lot of the fans out there wished I would have gone for it on fourth down more. Uh, I know Tanner probably said, throw me the ball more. Uh, but we've got firm convictions and we ride for the brand and, uh, and that's how we roll here and it's working fairly well. Great. Tanner, anything to add on the sort of unscripted play or how to, how to keep it together when you're in a, a scenario you didn't imagine being in? Um, yeah, just, you know, just like coach talks about composure, um, you know, just composure and always having a positive mindset. Um, always, you know, glass half uh, full, and um, yeah, I mean, that, that's all I would have to add to that. Great. Um, we have a question from the class. Um, and if other folks have questions, feel free to chime in. 
uh, maybe Dr. Seidel will have some questions for you, Coach Ball. We'll, we'll work those into the well, mix. We're, we're, I know he's got a, probably a couple plays drawn up for me, so I'll <laughs> listen. That's actually what this, this whole night is a setup that, we, that <laughs> Dr. Seidel drew up a play with Al Simpson in it, and we're going to try to get you to run it. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? Those are two uh, pretty bright guys. Their IQ is definitely higher than mine. I'll look at seeing if, if we can get it done. Um, so one of the questions from John Canigator was, as a leader, how do you internally follow through with your vision when the statistics say that you're wrong? Uh, that's a great question because football, uh, there's all kinds of analytics that go into it. And we do tons of uh, uh, studies and, and analyze our data as we go into a game plan. But as you talked about, sometimes in between injuries or scores or weather and things like that. We can have all these plans and then we get a blizzard and our game plan changes. And these are times when you have to have a really good pulse of your football of your football team. And really I became really close friends with a couple past governors. You know, Governor Mead was great and I've appreciated Governor Gordon. And then Governor Friedenthal once said, coach, if you're gonna lead them, you gotta know them. And one of the things that I've strived to do as a coach is get to know our football team and know where they're at and, and, and understand. And, you know, whether it be all the players, whether Logan Wilson or other people, they'll, they'll see me go out there on the practice field and I'll kind of go like that. And they all know what I'm looking at. I basically, I'm watching them. I'm watching their body language, their movement. And then when you've got to reach down, I think every great head coach knows what buttons to push. And, and you can only get emotionally high so many times, but when you can reach in and really, uh, I touch somebody's heart and grab a hold of their soul to say, hey, I believe in you right now. We got to have it for the Cowboys. Get it done one time. And that's the difference between, I think, a great coach and an average coach. That's awesome. I'm like, I'm ready to play and I don't, I don't know any of the plays. <laughs> well, I appreciate you, but Al Simpson, if you're still on, uh, don't call us, we'll call you. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tanner, maybe flipping the coin a little bit, you've been a player your whole life and now you're dabbling in being a business owner and a coach. Um, what lessons have immediately come to light as you sort of started to stand on the sidelines or start coaching yourself? What are the things you're recognizing in that journey? Um, yeah, well, first of all, um, I think the weirdest part is being called coach. Um, <laughs> like these kids are calling me coach and sir and all that stuff and I kind of don't like it you know I'm <laughs> I'm only 25 I feel like it makes me just it just makes me feel way older than that um but it is it is cool to see the impact that, I, that I'm kind of having on them and um the coolest part is just you know watching the kids grow um and they know they get better and better and um to see see how you know happy it makes them and um I, I think it's just awesome but um yeah, it is. It, coaching is interesting. Um, I can I, now I do see like the frustrations that our coaches had, you know, with us. We we're always like, why are these guys so mad at us? You know, I don't understand. But then you know, like you tell them to do stuff and they don't do it. So I can you know, I can see why why the, the coaches were frustrated. But um, it, it definitely is fun and um, it's, it's definitely a good change. So. Awesome. Well, we're getting close to sort of wrapping up at 830. So if folks have any other last questions, feel free to chime in the chat window. Um, and maybe Coach Bull asked kind of a more personal question of 
what are what can you give us an example or a time in your own leadership growth that you as a leader learned something about yourself or learned something about how to be more effective um, that might be relevant for others who are sort of facing the biggest season they've ever had um, in light of the uncertainty. So asking for a little more personal, if you can, if something comes to mind, this is unprompted. So yeah, I recognize well, putting you know on what? the spot. Yeah, then I'm used to unprompted questions. I've been in a lot of media conferences. I, I would say this is one thing I learned through the years is, you know, we're all interconnected as people and players I have found really don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And empathy is so important. And be able to place yourself in their shoes and understand and listen. And when I was a younger coach, I, I was a defensive coordinator and I had all these schemes and everything else. And I would walk down the hall and I was so focused on the tasks that I had that I wouldn't even engage other people around me. And, and, and you realize it's not about X's and O's, it's about Jimmy and Joe's, it's about people. And so I think that's the biggest thing. I, I, I was deficient. And I think maybe through the years now, I've learned about opening my eyes and really being empathetic and caring about other people and bringing out the best in them, looking inside and holding them accountable, but bringing out the very best in them. And I think that that's been a big, big part of our success. Awesome. Thank you, Coach Ball. Um, well, Tanner, maybe we'll end with a fun question for you, which is what workout should Coach Bull put Gunner through in his first practice back? <laughs> <laughs> yup. <laughs> Love it. Uh, whoop his ass into shape, Coach. Get him right. <laughs> hey, he's, he's been working with me, and um, he, he's, he's definitely really excited for the season. Um, I know he's excited to get back with his teammates um, just from talking to him. And uh, I think it's going to be a really good year for the Cowboys. So I'm excited to watch. Uh, That's great. I want to wish you luck, Coach. Thank you, Tanner. Love you. <laughs> I love you too. Awesome. All right. Well, we will wrap up. We really appreciate you and Coach. Awesome to see the War Memorial Stadium in the background. Um, yeah, this is our round of applause on video. It is uh, the best we can do uh, given the circumstances. Um, so from all of the leaders across Wyoming and huge fans of the Cowboys and Senator Simpson, I'm not sure if he's still on, um, but if he is, it's just really, it means a lot to have leaders who embody the values of Wyoming. And I think both of you are great examples of that. And Tanner, you live that as a, as a Cowboy as well. So thank you for sharing your perspective and your wisdom with us tonight and being with us tonight. Yeah, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It was a good time. Thank you. Go Pokes. Go Pokes. Go yeah. Pokes. <laughs>